I get hyped now when this shit works. This shit works. What's up, everybody? We're live right now. How's it going? Oh, baby, it's working? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I like have my fingers crossed the whole time. The last couple of times we did this, it didn't work right away. So we're good. We're in business. Ah, there it goes. I got it now. Yeah, oh. there we go. Hope everyone's getting their notifications and whatnot. Yeah, I just got mine. This oh. shit works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's us. <laughs> awesome. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 72, Jump Street Podcast. Um, we had an incredible episode yesterday and off the cuff with John Bellino talking mm -hmm. about his comeback, his VOD. It was good. Did you like that one? I love that one. I was about to say, I like, uh, I like John as a, a guest. I'm, I'm still getting used to calling him just John and not John John. But yeah. Um, yeah, the last episode we had with him, too, that was like flawless. Like It was just like catching up with an old friend, which is pretty much what it is yeah and he's a, he's a great guy so i think people love him too they like seeing him so we'll get him on again also later on he'll be one of those uh, multiple time guests yeah he's a those, good like one. those regulars yeah he's a good one and he's he's, he's down with it too he's hyped but he's today happy. we have an incredible guest yeah i'm hyped for today too wow man heavy hitters left and right that's how we do this is jump street right here todd McInerney. that's how you say his you name McInerney. <laughs> Durham McKinney, but <laughs> Mac and Ernie. That's right. Mac and Ernie. The, the MC always throws me off on a, on a name. It's Mac. Sometimes it's Mick. Yeah. We were talking about it. We were like, oh, what is that? Scott, Scottish is Irish. He was like, it's Irish. You know, he's, he's actually related to Conor McGregor. It's, it, it, <laughs> we have the same uncle. So we went through that in the chat. It was pretty cool to hear that. Um, so maybe we can get into some of that on the chat and hear about a little bit of Todd's fighting history. You know, training. Is he actually a fighter? No, he's not. I'm just making all that up. <laughs> but it's cool, right? I guess I'm sure he plays hockey. That they're pretty much fighters. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think everyone in Canada is a fighter deep down. I'm gonna say something. everyone in Canada is a hockey player, which I was about to be like, duh. <laughs> whiskey drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. You want to hit him with the spiel? Yeah, of course. Um, everyone who's joining us today, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, if you would like, we appreciate you to go to our Instagram, give us a follow our Facebook, give us a like, go to our YouTube page, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share the video, leave comments. If you're watching us live, please hit the like button right now. And um, you know, these interactions really help. Uh, we also have an iTunes, give us a five-star rating, give us a review, um, you know, leave the comments, all that stuff really helps boost our stuff up to the top, something to do with algorithms. We're still learning all this stuff, but mm -hmm. it helps. And if you feel inclined, we also have a Patreon. We are actually, Austin and I were talking today about doing special behind the scenes stuff and uh, on the new Patreon, like special for only the Patreon guests. So those who are on the Patreon, we're going to start having very special things strictly for you guys. Yeah, I got a bunch of ideas too. I'm, I'm excited about that. As soon as I'm done with my busiest week and I can't wait to film some stuff next week for it. Yeah. So it's going to be, we're, we're going to start doing, start having fun with it. So yeah. thank you very much. And if you want to be a patron, you can come on for a dollar. You can come on for $10, whatever you want. But uh, we appreciate that. And it keeps us going. Now my turn. Hip bomb. Hip bomb. Hip bomb. Here we go, everybody. Now it's time for my spiel. Everyone check out hipbomb.com. Um, I have it right here, but I guess you can't see it because I have the hip bomb on the screen right now. But check out hipbomb.com. 100% plant-based CBD, topicals, creams, bombs, oil drops, everything to help you feeling good in your everyday life. Um, check out hipbomb.com. There's free samples on the website too, if you just want to try it out. Um, but you get 15% off your entire order with code jumpstreet at checkout. So it helps us out, um, gets you a nice little discount. 
and yeah, it uh, it's a good stuff. I, I take the drops all the time. I know Billy, you and your yep. girl are into the uh, drops as well. Yeah, I'm into the bomb. She's into the drops, and uh, the drops I also like, but she loves the drops. I'm into the bomb too, but luckily, fingers crossed, I haven't needed to use it lately. So I'm gonna. Mm. I'm in the, gonna keep it that way that hopefully I don't need to use it as much. But in the couple of cases where I did need to use it, it was fire. That shit works wonders. Yeah. Has you moving I, in no I think, time. I think I'm a lifer, man. I don't know if there's any. Yeah, hey, I am too. I, I think it's just. <laughs> I just want like a whole. This is just case. life from now on. Yeah, I want a whole case of this shit. It's my new normal, you know. But everyone, check it out. I need hip the bomb. hip bomb. Yeah, hipbomb.com. <clears throat> code Jump Street. Fifteen percent off your entire order. Um, before we get going, I just want to mention a couple quick events happening this weekend. The what year is it at Ramping Camp is happening. Let me pull that up on the screen here. Um, what year is it at Ramping Camp? You have to register online. So if you haven't done so yet, you should definitely do it because it's coming up tomorrow in West Lafayette, Indiana, September 25th to the 27th. Uh, there's going to be ramps, rails, games, a dance party, bonfires, family-friendly activities, wellness sessions, all that yoga and all that crap. Um, much more. Limited spots available due to like all the COVID restrictions and stuff. So you have to register online, go to rampingcamp.com and you will get 20% off your admission with, I have the code in the description of the video also, but it's W Y I I jump R A C. So pretty much what year is it? Jump rampant camp. Um, yeah. Register online. And if you're in the area, go check it out. Have a good time. And also this weekend we have, hold on. We I've been dying to get to that ramp forever. Yeah, I know. That's like a prime training grounds right there. I'm lost on my, my Zoom thing right now. I don't know where anything is. Um, okay, but I might leave that up for now while we talk about the next event that's also happening this weekend in Denver. If you're in the Denver, Colorado area, anywhere on the West Coast, you want to take a road trip out there maybe from California, Nevada, Utah, all those places, check out the Denver Mile High Battle, the 20th annual. That's fucking crazy. 20th the 20th. I can't believe that. That is those things crazy. go off every think, year. I know. Think about 20 years ago, like, and that's when it should started <laughs> 2000. But, um, yeah, check it out. It's going to be a good time. And like I said yesterday on the show, um, anybody who is attending any of these events, please be respectful. Um, bring a mask, you know, um, you don't want, we don't want any like bad news happening with like skate events and big gatherings in the news or anything like that. So go to these events if you can, please be safe. Um, be respectful of everybody else and everybody have a good time. That's the Denver mile high battle on the 26th. And what year is it at ramping camp, September 25th through the Maybe 27th. Maybe also mentioned that you could save money on the ramping camp if you. Yeah, the code, uh, it's in code. the description, 20% mm -hmm. off. So check code. the code in the description. You get 20% off if you use the code in the description. W-Y-I-I jump R-A-C. Um, I am legit having a hard time now trying to find the like zoom is is doing some crazy crazy are we stuck right? i okay here we go oh nope right yeah. that's, hey we're here we good. go we're we back. are good to go um i think okay right? yeah yeah um one more thing i wanted to mention real quick uh let me pull this up on the screen we have the homie mark sweetland he's a canadian guy actually and he lives in thailand right now he sent us this crazy artwork does that show on the screen right now yeah yeah, this crazy, awesome artwork that, that he put so together. That is so cool. It's, insane. it's insanely good. It's so good. Like, it, it might be hard to tell on the screen, but, like, if you zoom in the detail on it, he, he killed it. He's super insanely talented. He also did one with um, 
uh, our, one of our guests today, actually, with Todd and the Mushroom Blading guys. I guess they probably know each other because they're Canadian. But um, yeah, he's, uh, he wants to maybe possibly like auction the, uh, or at least the Jump Street one off or somehow raise funds with it and maybe put it towards an event or a charity of some sort. So we're going to get talking about it. Um, maybe if anybody has any ideas on anything like that, um, throw them in the comments below. But yeah. it would be awesome to be able to do something positive with all with some money that we could raise with these. So yeah. shout out to Mark Sweetland. Thanks Mark again. Mark Sweetland. Wow, that's incredible. I saw that today. I was like, in yeah, shock. I, I texted it's you so quick. Good. I'm like, yo, check this out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, should we, should we jump into it? Yes, we should. Um, do you mind introducing the guest? I realized that there's something wrong with the sound on my phone. I'm just going to fix it on your phone. Okay. Yeah. So everybody welcome our guest from the North, Todd McInerney. Let's get him in here. Oh, oh, oh no. Where'd he go? He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He left. Todd. No, I feel like that's, is he playing a joke on us? <laughs> that wasn't the room he was in before. Yeah, it was. <laughs> was it? <laughs> that would have been really funny if it wasn't the room that he was in before. Oh, there we go. Oh, of course, there we go. Stupid. I thought the cat was going to pop up. There we go. Perfect. I thought, you, I thought your cat was going to pop up instead of you. What up, players? What's up, man? <laughs> Welcome. I'm confused because I, I was on YouTube. I hopped on YouTube and it, and it, was, uh, it hadn't started. I was going to watch you guys do like the intro and everything. Oh, is it lagging maybe? Maybe it might be lagging. On my end, it's going. No, sometimes uh, like, I think the thing that, I think it takes that, a while across the border. that gives you the wait, like that gives like the 30-minute wait, like it ends up being a different window sometimes. So I don't know. Oh. All right. Well, I was peeing and then I heard like, Todd, Todd, where are you? <laughs> Put that thing away. No way. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me. This is great. I'm, a, is I'm awesome. a huge fan of the show. So being on the show is like Likewise. Awesome. Likewise, man. I've been a, a Mushroom Blading fan, I would say almost since day one. But I, yeah, I've been following the YouTube channel and all the things. I got, got the shirt too. Yes. I got to buy a shirt. Yes. So represent. I got my, my wizard skate in the back too. I see that over here. That's dope. So yeah, you giving those a roll yet? Yeah, I keep I keep saying I need like um, hands-on lessons with them because I have no idea what's going. Like I feel like you can't just. I mean, not me anyway. Someone like me, I can't just put them on and be like a G with it. You know, I need somebody really to teach me. I need to get up with Torres or something and have him show me the 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 ways of the wizards. Yeah, it's a lot different than skating small wheels. So going directly to the wizard frame from like a small wheel is gonna mm -hmm. be very dramatic. Mm -hmm. I was lucky because I skated, I skated aggressive and then I kind of eased into like 80 mil and then went to the wizard, like the 90 mil and the 100 mil. So it was a, a slower transition for me. What were you doing but with I the big wheels see, before? Like just crazy, like just cruising rec blading type of stuff or what? I was doing a lot of cones. I got okay. like the Seba, <laughs> I got the Seba 80 mils and I got really into cone skating. Um, me and Leon for like a few months, like every, every time we went skating, we would do cones and it was so much fun. Um, and that was before like any of the big wheel stuff. Um, but eventually even, man, this was when I still lived in Vancouver. So it was like seven plus years ago. So, oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know you didn't live in Vancouver anymore though. No, I've, right I've lived in Kamloops now for about seven years. I have no idea where that is. Kamloops <laughs> is about four hours 
uh, east of Vancouver. Oh, damn. Yeah, so me and Joey live here. This is where we're originally from. Um, so it's nice, like, we're, we're together again. Me and Joey. <laughs> together again. <laughs> yeah, for a while, like, I was living in Vancouver. He was living in Kamloops. Yeah. So we would only get to film, like, once in a while. And now we're reunited and we can film. We're filming, like, a few days a week. It's great. Okay, yeah, that's, I guess that makes sense where you were doing videos separate for a while, I guess. Yeah. Do, do, do you mind if we, and I, and I hate to be like corny and cliche, but do you mind if we start at the beginning? Like how it all got started because you were obviously like the first Blade podcast, like by a long time. You guys been doing this like 15, 2004? <sighs> yeah, about 14 years ago, I think I did the first podcast. Um, yeah, what made you, like which podcast was the thing that you're like, oh, podcasts are cool. And what was the thing that made you want to, name it mushroom blade like the whole thing well yeah the whole mushroom blading thing is just a huge accident it's kind of just happened organically it started out it started off as just a video um we were sure I had, those yeah i, I had Classic. actually yeah i had acl surgery on my knee this was after better than baseball and i was kind of like afraid that my career was over that I wasn't going to be able to skate much anymore, or at least I wasn't going to be able to do like big gaps and yeah. more traditional skating. So I was like, you know, I was like, let's just make a video of the weirdest shit we can do. Right. And that was, that was the first mushroom blading. And we made that video. And then like, as time went on, we just were known as the mushroom blading guys. Mm -hmm. And, um, Cause I remember hearing, he I remember hearing um, the name mushroom blading, like just from Atlanta, even back in the day, just like, Oh, mushroom blading. Like, so that yeah. was something that, had, yeah, but you guys really took it to like the next. Right. So yeah, I think it was Andy Cruz or I think it was Andy Cruz that coined the, the term mushroom blading or that Nick makes Riggle. Sense. Yeah. One that of those two. Mm -hmm. And so when we were thinking about titles for the video, we thought, Hey, mushroom blading will be, something that people will get it, it's like the term for weird skating right yeah so it made sense to call the first video mushroom blading um and then and then after that we started a podcast which actually we we titled it how to be unpopular was the name of the podcast i, I love i love that name yeah <laughs> but then people like still name. called it like the mushroom blading podcast it was mm -hmm. like the 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 name mushroom blading was just glued to us. Right. Yeah. And then we eventually started an online store. We made shirts. Um, yeah. And things just kind of, it was just like, okay, this is kind of a, a brand. Right. And then eventually like I created the logo and uh, it's, it's been a good vehicle for us. Like I, I really like the, like I, I couldn't have planned it better. You know, mm. I'm happy that it happened and I'm happy to have mushroom blading as like a vehicle and a, a thing that, that we represent. And I think it, it represents good things in role blading. I'm proud of it. You know, like mm -hmm. Arlo was on and he was saying like mushroom blading has come to represent like having fun with skating and, and being creative. And that's beautiful. I love, I love that, uh, that, that it's happened like that, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted I to, uh, so yeah. grateful. You just kind of like jumped into it. I don't want to like skip ahead too much, but 
the fact that you just mentioned having fun skating and it seems that all your videos are about like you don't take you and joey don't take anything too seriously like how important is that to you guys and i guess it's not just your skating videos like everything you guys do though right the the funny thing is that we take ver skating very seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah Ironically. i was about to like say we, i'm not sure if that's true i, I didn't yeah yeah didn't agree like we, with we push really hard and we, we skate a lot and we film a lot. And when we, like, we'll go and we'll film for like a half hour. Like today I, I went out with Joey on my lunch break. We had about a half hour to skate and film. And we filmed like, I don't know, six or seven things each you know, in the span of a half hour. And that's how we do it. Like it's very serious. So like we, we do have fun. Obviously we enjoy skating, but like, there's just something in us that we just want to produce. We want to like do shit and we want to like make it as good as we can. Um, we, we do it. I, I think we do it in a way that's like enjoyable for us. Like I hear a lot of other people talk about the, the filming process and they talk about how they like try the same thing over and over and over. And that's really rare for us that we would do that. We just like, okay, have an idea, do it, do it. Like, okay or maybe it'll be awesome but just do it get it and then we'll move on and we'll do something else and we'll keep the session fresh so it's not like this stale thing where you're just sitting there filming a guy try a trick for like two hours straight um mm. usually it's just like back and forth back and forth it's like film me do this film me do this get a good one and if there's i mean if there's no good reason to film it again it's like all right on to the next thing and it keeps it fun and fresh or is so, that just because you're so good that you get everything first and second it's try? Both. It's both. <laughs> it's both. It's both. Yeah. That's part of it too. <laughs> we are actually really good and we get most <laughs> things first try. Yeah. Um, but most of the things we do, like we're not trying to do things that are like a 10 on a difficulty scale. We're trying to do things in like a, a six or seven range, like things that <laughs> we know we can do, but still challenging. Like it's, it, we have to push but rarely are we like, okay, I'm going to go for this thing that probably will take me like 50 tries. Like that's really rare. You know, I think that alone, I think that alone shows your personality a lot. You're like, we don't want tens. We just want like sixes and sevens. Like, I feel like yeah. you don't hear people saying that too much. Well, I would like getting, I would like, I would, when I go out skating, I would much rather get eight or nine sixes or sevens, you know, like <laughs> easier things than like one ten, because <laughs> you just have more to choose from at the end. Like it's all about throwing paint at the wall and then some stuff will stick. And there's a lot of basic, like not very good stuff. But if you, if you come out like for much for MB seven, we probably had like 2000 clips to choose from, you know? And it's like, That's so okay, sick. we got a lot of like basic stuff, whatever, but this stuff, like oftentimes it's not even for us. It's not even the trick. It's like the way it's filmed. It's like what you're wearing. It's, oh, there was a person in the background. There's more to it than just like a hard trick. It's like the whole, the whole clip works it, really well in a certain section. It fits a mood. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This is, this is a well thought out, almost choreographed kind of thing going on. It's, it's an obsession, man. It's like, this is, I'm, I love this shit. I love doing it. I'm constantly thinking about it. Like for me, I, I just, and to go back to Billy's original question, you kind of asked how this all got started. Mm -hmm. I was like really into traditional sports like baseball, but I really liked the highlight reels. 
Like I would be like, I wouldn't watch games. I would want to see like the TSN highlights of the night or, you know, like the crazy catch, like the home run catching the catch where they the stop the home run. Mm-hmm. The baseball yeah, the hammers. hammers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, my family just happened to move to, a, to this town, Kamloops. And uh, they happened to move down the street from this guy named Joey McGarry. Okay. Okay. Who happened to be in my grade four class. And I kind of Ooh. was kind of friends with him. I didn't him, know you guys that long. It's crazy. I would see him. And uh, anyway, he, he was really cool. He, he kind of like knew about music and stuff. I didn't really know anything about music. He introduced me to like Rage Against the Machine for the first mm-hmm. time and like Nirvana. I, and I didn't know like <laughs> anything about that stuff. And it was really cool. Yeah. And then eventually Those he started, the- he, he was a hockey player, but then he would go rollerblading he would uh him and him and our other friend colin they'd go out on their skates and i just tag along i was on my bike and then it looked like fun what they were doing so i was like mom get me some skates and i got i got skates and the only reason i'm a rollerblader is because i happened to move down the street from joy mcgarry but we were also making videos. We were making like home videos. Like Joey's been editing since like with like two VCRs, hmm. right? So even before skate videos, Damn, we were making that's... like home movies in his house. We were like. Not even just young. skating, just fucking around. Not even skating. Mm-hmm. I remember this weird skit where like there was a doll and we stuffed like tennis balls in, its, in her chest. And then I had, I did this thing where I like felt up the doll <laughs> and then, and then I like pulled out the, the ball and I was like, you know like silly things like that is that stuff online um, you got to post that stuff we should yeah joey pro- joey has everything he's Yo, like, like all the tapes that's yeah. that's the mushroom blading lost tapes right there yeah he's the master historian like he has never taped over a tape he Ooh, just has boxes and boxes of all the skate footage of us like forever right mm, for that's 25 so plus years it's insane but that was even before rollerblading we were making videos and then we started skating and so like we've always filmed it even we we were terrible we sucked so bad but we would still film a whole bunch and like put it together to music and stuff and so i'm just like lucky that i just found this guy that's like really into making videos and i feel like he's like the quentin tarantino of skate videos Mm -hmm. Like he was just born to, he, he's passionate about making skate videos. Like he could make movies and stuff, but he just, he feels so strongly about skate that, videos. It's his passion. His passion is, yeah, the skate videos. And I'm his boy. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like in there. <laughs> I'm in there. And like, it, it I like rollerblading. Um, so like how did videos, that... it's all, I love it. Go on, how, Billy. How did that lead to like a podcast? I don't know. Did we lose Billy? Um, he froze up a little bit. Like, because you guys got to jump on the so early. Sorry, you, like, po- you during you that time, I wasn't Billy. listening to yeah, yeah, Billy, podcasts. Yeah, Repeat that again. You, you kind of froze oh, up right okay. there. Am I back on? Yeah, you're back on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm just curious how you got into podcasts back then because even I might have got into podcasts. Oh, no. We're losing him. Billy keeps freezing. Right? Okay, it's not just me. We lost you again. Freezy no. O'Neal. <laughs> no. My connection's unstable. <laughs> Can, am I good now? <laughs> Not really. 
okay. Um, well, I guess well, you, you kind of wanted to ask about how he got into podcasting. I see you have yellow bars yeah. instead of like a green bar by your thing. It looks like your signal's low. I don't know okay, how I'm to fix that. I'm going to try to move this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get close to the router, but you're kind of asking yeah. how he got into podcasting good. back then. Yeah. It, no, just, just because back in that time, if I hope I, you guys can hear me now, but back in that time, um, there were not many people doing podcasts. I just got into podcasts like three years ago. And so right. like to have the jump on it, like what was the podcast that you were like, oh, podcasts are the thing and we should do one. Like, I'm just curious the motivation because it was like so long ago before anything. Yeah. Um, the very first. Did I get through on that? Yeah, you way? did. Yeah. Thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, cool. You did good. <laughs> he did good. The first, the first podcast I did was just me, just solo talking. And I just sent it to Joey and I was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> it's a it's a podcast. Um, I, I felt it was almost a selfish thing. I just felt like I wasn't like talking enough to people and I wanted to like exercise that part of my expression. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do a podcast. And I had a lot of different friends living in Vancouver. Um, so I had access to a lot of different guests and it was just kind of an excuse to like have an in-depth conversation with my friends and get drunk like I was really into drinking back then and I would I would drink a lot and just talk to my whiskey? friends lots of would you beer. drink whiskey okay I don't think I'm I ever really Canadian, drank whiskey you know a lot of beer you know really whatever I whatever I could get but <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of bad like a lot of those early podcasts like I was really drunk <laughs> yeah, it's just, I gotta go back and listen to some of those then I might not have uh, yeah don't that. do it don't do it <laughs> don't do it <laughs> But what was, but so what was, was like your motivation to make the, those podcasts? Like what other podcasts were out then that like motivated you to do that? There was Rolling Revival before. Oh yeah. Rolling, and Tim Parker's in the chat too. Shout out Tim Parker, nice. Rolling Revival. Forgot about that. Shout out. There we go. Um, and also, of course, I was really into Joe Rogan podcast and Duncan Trussell and Joey Diaz. Oh yeah. Duncan Trussell. Yeah. For Good. sure. Um, so I was getting, I was turning into a fan of podcasts. I would listen to a lot of stuff. And I was like, man, this, this would be awesome for rollerblading. We could talk about skating, you know, not many people were doing that. And yeah, I've, I got really hooked on it for a while. It was really fun. I was like calling up all my friends, like, let's do it. Come on. And I, I, I got like Chris Haffey came on my podcast. Mm -hmm. I talked to Chris Haffey and I talked to um, Julian Baugh. I talked to Chris Edwards, dude. That's so dude. sick. I know. And I talked to Angie Walton. It's funny. I was listening to you yeah. guys talk to Angie and I was like, this is like deja vu. Yeah. Um, it, it's you crazy. You did to... that one like eight years ago. Yeah. It was exactly. crazy. It, yeah. So a lot of like, I got to talk to a lot of cool people in skating. So that was just, that was so much fun. It was very exciting. And uh, I got a lot of positive feedback. People really enjoyed it. Um, and then I guess I had kids and I stopped drinking. And I think that those two things, like it, it does take a lot of energy to do podcasts. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I kind of stopped doing them so much. I'm starting to do them again. They are, they're a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of energy to consistently do a podcast. And I love what you guys are doing. I think you guys are doing a much better job than I ever did. So it's, it's more fun for me to just sit back and listen. <laughs> 
it's, it's fun on cool. both in both sides of it. It's good to have like the content to listen and like kind of sit back and relax. But you're right, it is also fun to make them and create it. And you're right, it is it is tiring and exhausting. You need like a lot of uh, fuel in the fire to keep going with it. But it's for like sure. every time we do an episode, like even if I'm sometimes for me personally, if I'm a little tired or something like that, we get talking and like yeah, I just have so much fun doing it and like enjoy the conversation that I'm like, I'm glad I fucking did it, you know? Yeah, it is fun. And just mm-hmm. talking to different people in, in rollerblading, like there's so many interesting people and there's so many interesting stories and it definitely gets people fired up to skate. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a, it's an, it's an amazing source of inspiration. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. It's like, uh, let me different ask you something. I'm actually, videos. yeah. I'm actually curious. Um, how you feel about something with a podcast. How do you feel about having like controversial guests? You know, like we, like uh, there was a minute there were, we were like, Oh man, Bo's hated so bad. We should get him on the show. That would be sick. And then people were like, don't give that guy a platform. And I was like, come on, controversy is kind of cool. Like, so I don't well, know, what do, you, what, what do you think about that? I like, um, I just like hearing people's point of view, whether it's controversial or not. I think it's, it's, it's cool to just let people express themselves. Like I would have no problem with Bo coming on the show. Oh, I actually had Bo on my show, like back in the his A. Um, mm. but, uh, yeah, before, definitely before the drama. Yeah. Like before, before, the before yeah. butt hurtington, before he was known. <laughs> yeah. as butt hurtington. Hurtington. That was a different person though. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a little calmer back then, but I hope, I hope Bo all the best. I think like, you know, I think when people are hating or they're trolling, it really just reflects that they're probably not doing too well. So all yeah. the best to Bo and all the best to all the haters and the trolls, like we're with you, man. We love you too. Like it's, yeah. And, and, and it's an, it's a funny, interesting point of view. Like I've been in skating so long and I've gotten so much hate from skating. I'm immune. I feel like I'm immune to it. It's just like how it is. It's like, there's haters and there's lovers and it's all, you know, have you dealt with a lot of hate? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Oh, yeah. I feel oh, like, yeah. <laughs> in the be- I feel like in the beginning 2000s, you started, it was like the complete opposite yeah. of mushroom bleeding. You know, everyone was into big hammers and shit and you guys were fucking skating cones. It's like the complete opposite. Oh yeah. How was, how was dealing with all that? A lot of hate back then. But like I said, like through, in all of our videos, we kind of got hate. So I was just kind of immune to it. Um, but it's interesting now. It feels like there's a lot less hate. Like it feels like, feels like when we first made that mushroom blading, it was almost like a war against what was going on currently. It was like so out there and weird. And it feels like now, like mushroom blading is almost like the standard normal style of skating. Like most people skate smaller objects, they skate creatively. Um, And then there's a few people that are dropping hammers, you know, still like Billy yeah. and Jumbolino and you know, they're, they're holding it down on that level. But a lot of people are just enjoying themselves, like not trying to get wrecked and, you know, so it's interesting totally. that has changed. No, it, it's cool to see that how far that's come because I remember when uh, the, you guys were first taking that mushroom blading to another level, like you said, like, you know, you, you, you throw a bunch of paint on the wall, see what sticks, you know what I mean? And uh, some things are like, Whoa, like, it's a little far out there, especially like during that time, it was such a yeah. traditional like era and it was like so far out there. I, I, I'd imagine like, did you, like you skated, like you didn't like give a shit at all. Like, was there, was there like any like reservations about like trying to put this kind of stuff out there at that time? 
it was about not having any reservations. It was about being like just totally free. If you have an idea, just do it, even if it's primitive and even if it's not that great. It was just kind of about, about it was about being experimental and um, we had nothing to lose. I mean, and we were having fun. So it was like, it was all good for us, you know? It, it wasn't, uh, yeah, there were, there was just nothing to lose. It was, and it still feels like that. Like, it just feels like if you have an idea, go for it. Um, now I feel like we're a little bit more critical of, of what we do. We, we, cause it's not really about being weird anymore. It's more, it's about making good quality stuff. And so it's like, we don't just do weird stuff to do weird stuff. We, we try to ref, refine it a little bit and turn it into something more polished. Do you, do you feel like you, cause, cause I'm, you know, I feel that you have a part of responsibility, but do you feel like that you were one of the four bearers to like the current mainstream trend of rollerblading right now in terms of like that mushroom style? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Pioneer right here. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cool. You know, with like all the mushroom blading videos, big wheel stuff. Um, you know, obviously you were like the, the pioneers, the absolute pioneers uh -huh. of that stuff, especially like with the wizard blading and like that different style, you know, it was like, uh, yeah. what is, what is it? Core blading before that? Just core. Right. Yeah. Um, and people have taken it to like whole new levels, which with like, there's a, there's people that are way better at creative skating than we are, um, which is amazing. I love watching it. it it's, it's dope. And yeah, people like, Colin Martin and people like, uh, man, Bobby Spazov. Did I say that name right? Bob yeah. Bobby. I believe so. It's interesting because Bobby, yeah, he's a very interesting skater. He's creative. Yeah, like everyone is creative. Patrick Ritter. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like even like Broskow is really creative. He does unusual, different things that like back fourteen years ago nobody would do. Mm -hmm. Yeah everyone kind of everyone wants to do something unique and and i think that's great rollerblading offers so much opportunity to like move your body in a creative way like why yeah. not let's, oh. let's let's push that you know they're attached yeah, to our feet we can move our we can move it we we're the most free of all the sports right so let's embrace that let's go buck wild with it mm -hmm. and people are doing it it's so exciting I love it. Yeah, because prior to that, like, you know, we were saying, like, it was just like this linear direction of the, of yeah. the growth or what it was. And it was starting to get the point, to the point where it, I think it had topped out even before that, like, biggest gaps, biggest drop rails, mm -hmm. like, what's next, you know? So yeah. that sideways growth started happening or outward, totally. exponential, different, yeah. Yeah, because so you can only push the, the amplitude, I mean, so far before yeah. there's going to be casualties or, you know, yeah. there's a limit to yeah. that. But there's really no limit to the, the creative element. And then when you combine the creative element with the amplitude mm -hmm. element, like you're mm -hmm. onto some really hot shit. That's what yeah. I, I like. You were mentioning that before too, with people like Bobby and Alex, this like people who are quote unquote traditional aggressive skaters, but taking just as much of that like mushroom blading stuff or big wheel blading as they want, just like this, like sprinkle it in with their aggressive skating and it, it gives them their own style. And it's like a, it's like a whole different genre of skating in itself. Yeah, man. That shit is so exciting. Mm -hmm. 
So like I seen you in obviously in my, um, cause I'm going to refer to mushroom blading seven cause that's the most recent one that, that came out. Um, I was actually surprised to see you skating with like anti-rocker, like a setup <laughs> or even I don't were they anti-rocker or like freestyle. I was skating anti-rocker, uh, for the beginning of this whole season, like through the spring and summer, just kind of as a ex- experiment. Just to like kind of feel it out again, like how it used to be because someone who's such like a big wheel or wizard blader like you are to go back to anti-rockers, I think almost the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, I look at role blading almost like golf. Like, you know, like (laughs) when people go golfing and they have like a a bag of clubs and they have a putter and they have a driver and they have Mm. chippers Mm. and there's a different tool for every job. Right. Yep. I think there's different skate setups for different jobs and you, and they all have value. Um, There's, there's things, there's certain moves that are optimized in different setups. So I like to explore all the different setups and see like what it's going to bring out in me. Like anti-rocker definitely has value. It's like really light. Um, it's really, it, it feels like you're on train tracks. So it's really stable. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, obviously really good for grinds. Like you don't stick as much. Um, it was a really interesting experiment. Unfortunately, like it really, I think it, I think it really hurt my knee. Like I'm, my knees aren't, aren't that great. Like I'm 38 years old. Like I've been skating for so long. Like my, I feel it in my knees and I, I feel like anti-rocker yeah. I'm, and especially me, I'm like so used to rockered setups and big wheels. I think I naturally kind of like swivel my legs in a way that like in anti-rocker, it was like, it wasn't allowing me to do that. And I was like More twisting force. my knees yeah. constantly. Um, so I developed some like pretty bad knee pain that pretty much went away when I went back to flat. So hmm. it was a good experiment and some good things came out of it, like skating wise, but I don't think I'm going to do it again just because I, th- <laughs> I think it, I think it damaged my, my knee a little bit. So I'm going to stick to the flat from now on. I think. You ever try cones with anti-rocker? No, <laughs> never no, even that, tried it. See, see, that would be like driving with a putter. Yeah, but that, it could, yeah. could heighten your skills though in a different way. Yes, <laughs> I, that would kill. Yeah, that would kill <laughs> your knees. You know, like in slalom skating, they have super rockered setups mm-hmm. because it's all about the swivel, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. anti rocker is like the complete opposite. It would be it's like grinding down? in big wheels. I'm not really into yeah. grinding in big wheels. Like you see some people, they can do backslides Joey and stuff. Joey does, and... right? Actually, like I do soul tricks, you know, that's okay. I feel like, is it you or Joey who does like front sides and shit in like wizard skates or something? Joey hits front sides. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy to me. And I've seen Warbeski do like backslides in, in big wheels and yeah, things like that. Yeah, he's done backslides on those. That's crazy. I, yeah, that's I have crazy. no interest Richie too. in doing that. Yeah, yeah. Richie. Hey, Richie, yeah. 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 You had no interest like, in that? Yeah. No. no. I, don't, I don't get how that works either. No. To me, it's yeah, just the wrong like tool I'm, for the job. So, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't. You got a lot of Canadian support on, these, uh, on this style of skating. You know, Richie came through skating the Wizard Frames. Dustin. You got Danny Beer. There was always like yeah. uh, Ledoux. He, he was, oh, he was yeah, always Ledoux, like there yeah. like, with this style. Like, what is it you think about? like Canadian skaters that like really adopted this super creative style. Because I remember like even from the early days, a lot of these, it just seemed to be like a weird group of dudes, but it was like really sick. Yeah. I think, 
but the harsh winners probably have something to do with that. Like when, when it, when the whole city is covered in snow and you're forced to go to this really weird spot and, and make the most of it, mm. you're going to build your creative muscles, right? You're going to make sense. something out of nothing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were products of our environment, right? Like the pavement up here is really rough and we like, we don't have a lot of traditional spots. I mean, we, we, now we have skate parks, we have a lot of skate parks, but back in the day we didn't have that many parks. So I think it was just skating kind of crummy spots and just making the best of it. Um, and then obviously hockey, like a lot of people growing up playing hockey helps people like Danny beer. He, he played a lot of hockey and a lot of the good rollerbladers, Richie Eisler came from hockey. Um, so they're just naturally really gifted skaters. Um, yeah, it helps a lot the hockey. There's an interesting thing with Canadian personalities. Like you look at people like Jim Carrey and, um, you know, Gav McInnes, there's yeah. like a, there's a weird Canadian thing that like, I don't know. It's like, there's interesting personalities up here and I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I, actually Jordan Peterson said something about it. He said right. something like when, he, when he's you have Canadian, like, yeah. like, yeah, like negative 20 degree winters and for six months, then you end up having to um, develop a sense of humor and a uh, <laughs> certain, yeah. yeah. An imagination, you An know, imagination. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get creative with like your, how you're going to have fun. So yeah, there's a lot of interesting dudes up here. I feel very lucky to like, to know like a lot of the people that I know, like my, the friends that I have up here are like the best people in the world. Like I, I feel so lucky just to be friends with them. Like Leon, Danny, Sean Unwin, Richie, Joey. Come on guys. Like it's a good I'm, I'm buddies with like this all-star lineup. Like it's, you guys know Dallas Kurtz. Like just, just gem yeah. human beings. Like the, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's awesome, you know? And it's all because of rollerblading. It sounded like you were naming like mobsters at first. You're like, Danny, Joey, Richie, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like this all-star cast. It's, the family. I don't know. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's there's awesome. So, there's something in the water up there. You guys got a, a special breed of people. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, you, sorry. No, no. Um, I wanted to ask you it's about... It's hard to gauge when you have the Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is hard to gauge. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, uh, the big block frames, too. So I know, I know yeah. you guys are, are big gearheads, and you came up with a product. Um, I know that it was like... I'm sure you spoke, spoke about this on your channel as well, um, but was it like a K2 frame before or something like that? Like, what was the theory behind like adding another frame to the the industry? Well, we, we got involved with an engineer that was working with K2. Um, and she wanted to work with us just to like create products, which was really cool. She would just send us stuff like skates and frames and we would just provide our feedback. We would say, this needs to change. This need to, needs to change. Um, and it was a really fun, cool relationship. It's unfortunate that that she worked for K2, um, <laughs> but it was like, she was, she was hooking it up. It was, it was great. Um, and along the line, she sent us like the first prototype of this, what became known as the big block frame. Um, and Joey and I both skated it. We loved it. Like it was really dope. Um, 
I feel like, was it even before the wish frame? It was really unique and obviously a huge grind space and you could skate flat and K2 has a really good, cool thing with the axles. You can customize like the height of the axles. Mm -hmm. So you could put in a, like a, you could customize your rocker, mm -hmm. which was really cool. So we kind of fell in love with this frame and then we, we worked with this engineer to improve it. We went back and forth and it was, a, it was an amazing relationship. We went through like five or six revisions um kind of adding plastic here and adding plastic here it was it was a fun experience to be able to really put our minds into a product um and then at the end of it they just sent us like 50 frames you didn't even plan like, on that happening with our with our well we yeah we had uh talked about that mm -hmm. originally it was going to be like we we would have mushroom blading logo on one side and then k2 logo on the other and at the last minute, K2 was like, yeah, we don't want to put our logo on it. And we were like, sweet, we'll put mushroom blading on both sides then, you know? Better, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, we, we got all these frames and then we sold all of them in four hours. Yeah, I saw that was quick. Yeah, I saw you posted yeah. it. And I think when I saw it, like the next, literally the next post was like, we have two frames left or something like that. It That's was amazing. crazy. That's amazing. Yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. But it was a pretty cool frame it had some drawbacks it was a because because of ufs it had to be a little bit higher to mm. have the the wheels on it and we didn't want to do like a wish style frame where it was a high low we mm. wanted all the wheels to be the same size because that's a problem with i love wish i'm actually skating wish frames right now amazing product and at the time it was hard to find wheels that had the same profile yeah that's that's and, what I, I feel too. Yeah. And you have to have the same profile. Otherwise they, they don't feel very good. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the benefits with this frame. You could have all the same wheel, but still have a rocker setup. The other thing is it's a long frame. So I feel like you have to skate it rockered. Otherwise it's going to feel like skis, yeah, you can't you know? turn. It's not going to feel yeah. good. Mm -hmm. So with the, with the axle options, it was great for like you could customize your rocker. So yeah. it was an interesting product. Do you plan on improving on it or anything or making a second version of it or what? We've asked, uh, but I, I think, you know, with K2, I think we kind of burned our bridges with K2 and plus Ooh. K2 kind of burned their bridges with rollerblading. Mm -hmm. So it sucks that we worked with K2. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to ask like how that made you feel originally just working with K2 in the, in the first place. Originally, I, I, I was okay with it, you know. Um, I felt like they have great technology. They have great skate technology. Obviously, they had the fatty, and um, I thought it was really cool that they were working with us and really trying to, like, improve their products, and they did a lot of cool things for us. Um, but then I think they, like, they canceled their inline department. Mm-hmm. They, I, I always, kind of yeah, like, I always have like, I'm wondering what's going on with K2 because like they'll make a skate once every like 10 years or something like that. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. You in, you out? Like what's going on? Yeah, here? exactly. They're a corporation. Uh -huh. They're about yeah. numbers, you know, and, and there's people within the organization that, or there have been people in the organization that care about role wedding, but you know, there's higher ups that make the big decisions and, and if the higher up is a dick and he thinks rollerblading is not cool, then, mm -hmm. then that's how it's going to be. So like when people say K2, it's kind of, it's not even like a, 
I don't know, it's just a big soulless corporation. You know, they're just they're they need the numbers, mm-hmm. right? So they're doing what they think is cool for the numbers, but it's really fucking cool that as soon as they left, rollblading has really increased in its sales. Mm-hmm. So the timing of that was kind of good. <laughs> really Someone good, probably yeah. got fired for that. Yeah. <laughs> You did, yeah. You dropped rollerblading. Yeah, what? Just, Everyone's rollerblading. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that <laughs> happened. I hope the motherfucker that chose to kill rollerblading. I hope he got chewed out. Ha. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, we can m- imagine that in our heads, like a movie. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like what happened with every corporation, too. I guess with same thing with Solomon, and uh, you know. Yeah. Anybody else who, who left during like the wrong times or when skating was down, you know? Yeah. And yeah, companies will come back and they'll probably do really well because they have big budgets and everything. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's awesome right now that there's a lot of people involved that are older and smarter. People like Julio, people that have been, they have decades of experience in, yeah. in skating. And we know that they care about skating. Like, Rollblading is in a very exciting place right now, you know. Mm-hmm. This is actually older, a good segue. To talk about, this is actually a good segue. You brought up uh, John Julio, and I was meaning to talk to you about Danny Beer and this game-changing skate that he has. That's <laughs> what I think is going to uh, force, like you know, the other companies to have to step up their royalty game and make everyone. Definitely. Because you know, like for years, in my opinion, people have been talking about what can we do? How can we got to get blading on TV? We got to do this to make it to make it popular again. We got to oh no, we got to get it back in the X Games. Like, what can we do? But it's like I think my opinion. You put someone who you know everyone looks up to in skating, or is like, wow, this guy's really great, and then you give him a fat old check, and people are like, wait, what? That's possible. Let's go. Like, you know. So, what, what do you think about right. that? Especially it being, you know, a fellow Canadian and a and a dear friend. Yeah, I couldn't be more happier for da- more happy for Danny. Like. Yeah, I love that that's happening for him. And I think it's it's amazing that Julio is setting that precedent. It's very exciting. Um, people deserve people deserve that. Like when 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 you get your name put on a skate um, and this the skate gets a lot of uh, heat and more sales because of that name, people deserve to get paid. Um, so it's exciting that that people are People are getting fat old checks. It's just the beginning too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, this is time. just the beginning. Like this is in 10 years, this will be nothing. You know what Danny's getting. Um, yeah, I hope so. I love that. Yeah. I love that mentality. What, what makes you, are you confident in that? Did you feel that 10 years oh, yeah. ago or is this like a new feeling? Um, I've always, I've always known, but I think like a lot of people, it's funny because if you go back 15 years ago, everyone, everyone was saying like, just wait, just wait five years. Skating's going to blow. Just wait till this edit comes out. Skating's going to yeah, blow. Yeah. <laughs> and then like it didn't. <laughs> and I feel like all those voices kind of went silent and they're like, yeah, maybe, maybe it won't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the people that care about it and just want to do it, they stuck yeah. around because it's fun and like mm. you love it. And I think we were all in a place like we stopped caring if it grew because skating has always been awesome. It's always been the shit, whether or not it gets adopted by a mass audience. Um, So I think people just kind of like, whatever, 
role betting is what it is and like it's great and it was at that point that it started to grow which i think is perfect uh, but i am confident that it's gonna it's gonna this is just the beginning of do, the growth. do you think like um this thing this royalty program is going to be like a big uh a reason for that or do you think that it's something um, else like oh there's the direct even before that did you feel this way i think it's a byproduct of that you know mm -hmm. when when there's more sales and there's more money more of it is gonna go into the hands of the skaters especially when people like john julio are in charge you know people that right, understand like that the importance exactly. of supporting like talent you know that's very important <laughs> um so it's good that as the numbers are growing, more of that money is trickling down into the pockets of, of skaters. Mm -hmm. um, but I do, I do think that rollerbladers need to, like if you, if you do want to make a living from skating, you can't depend on a company to give you that living. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be a business person. You have, to, saying that for, for you have to utilize now. all of your opportunities. You know, you can't just sit back and just give your edits to companies. Like you got to build your own thing. You need like, even, even Danny, I mean, this is great. He got, he's getting a big old fat check, but if he, if he does want to like actually make a career out of this, like he can't just sit back. He's not going to be getting this next year and the year after. It's not like an annual thing. Mm -hmm. This mm. is like, here you go. Here's some support. Um, but like, I think it's awesome that Danny, he's an editor. He makes videos, he makes VODs. He does all sorts of stuff on top of working for them you know so he's you have to be really handsome own... he has good abs <laughs> he's tanned he's jacked he's, tanned. <laughs> he's tall who doesn't that kid have you know but yeah, Man, he has yeah Dan going on. danny should have like his own yeah like you said like the vod's these youtube channel like oh, any yeah. any pro skater out there marketing themselves because no like you said no one else is going to do it for you you're going to have to yeah. do it yourself and there's so many avenues and ways to utilize it nowadays with social media and reaching yeah. out uh, market branding and collaborations with other companies. And it's this like possibilities are kind of endless. You just have to go out there and reach for it. Exactly. You got to put in the work you got to, and believe in yourself and, and have that mentality of like choosing yourself, putting yourself out there, having something to sell, mm -hmm. um, having a product, you know, and yeah, you building up your channels, building up the social and building mm -hmm. up the Instagram. And you got to put in a lot of work to produce free content for people um, if you expect them to, you know, purchase a VOD, you have to have years and years of like putting out dope content. Like Billy yeah. didn't come out of nowhere and put out this VOD. Like he's been putting in work for decades, you know, mm -hmm. so people know who he is. People were excited. He built up his own brand and then put himself in that opportunity. So yeah, people have to be like their own, their own boss, you know, yeah, it's great exactly. to, to be sponsored and to, to work for for companies but you got to build your own thing too mm -hmm. i think it, yeah i think it's better now I, the way that people have it i was about to say i think that's good about this time yeah, yeah this time you can do that Sorry. exactly yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly no you got it you're not relying on other people anymore necessarily you know it's, it's hard when especially you know billy like when you're relying on x amount of companies that have a certain amount of money every month but yeah like kind of what i like about the way the world is now and especially like me specifically what i do for work i like that I don't get the same paycheck every week. You know, it's always like a hustle. It's always, you know, you're only getting back as much as you put into it. So skating, right. skating is the same exact way. Everyone's pretty much, all these pros are like pretty much influencers now. And you just got to hustle as much as you want and as much as you can to make it work. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, when we're in the chat, said, "Enjoy doing it, it, then, then it's easy cologne. to put in the work." <laughs> I'm sorry. Alone. Yeah. yeah, I said like if it, if you love doing it, it's easy to put in the work. Like it just feels oh, yeah. mm-hmm. natural, and you know, yeah, it's a, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to like build something up and see it grow. You know, um, you can't just always be working for other people. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Bellino was saying, you gotta you gotta build your own castle. <laughs> yeah mm. one brick at a time that's true yeah <laughs> yeah because c- c- i think a lot of the people like in bellino's era and a little even after and even before that kind of have that feeling because now it's that time where you can actually do something with instagram you could be your own boss without opportunity maybe those tools weren't around in the past yeah and uh you know so i think everyone was like damn you know i did all this work when they were done they were like you know where is stuff so now it's you know, the older people can be like, Hey, you know, build your own thing, do your own thing, start your own channel, build your own brand. Yeah. It's crazy to look at, look back at old school videos. And it was like, to be in like suitable material, you had to like know, or like you had to know Brian Smith or whatever, the guy Mm. with the camera, you had to be friends with him and get filmed by him. And then hopefully he puts you in the video. And he acted like a big shot because he had the camera, you know? And he's yeah. like, please put me in. But he's like, we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see. see. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah, let's, I'll watch you skate. You show me some stuff yeah. and we'll see what we get. You know. If you're lucky in, in 12 <laughs> to 16 months, you might see it in, you know, in a yeah. VHS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, times have changed. It's a beautiful time right now. It's exciting. Yeah. 100%. So speaking along those lines, um, like what you've done so much shit. You've done like podcast youtube channel like the merch frames all this stuff you're just doing the same thing kind of you're just like exploring all these different avenues like where where what's like the goal like where does it where's it heading it's it's definitely heading to good places um it's exciting to see the growth of everything and honestly um i could i could not make a dime from it and i would still be doing it like i'm i'm just not gonna stop like my whole I do so much to keep myself um, healthy and fit and able to continue skating. Like to me, skating is priority number one. And that's kind of why I took a a step back from podcasting is because I wanted to put all of my energy into skating. Um, So no matter what, I'm always going to be skating, but it feels like all all of my efforts skating are leading into like opportunities in in other things. Right. So I, and I enjoy it all. It's all about doing things that I enjoy and things that I feel are beneficial to people. And um, I feel like I'm going to be in a position to help others, you know, and really give my really influence skating in a way that I feel is positive, you know? So it's just like, it's nothing, it's excitement for the future. And it's, it's we're going to continue to make videos. We're probably going to make videos till we're 60. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that right now. <laughs> I can't I wait to be like an old man making videos. It I'm does, so excited. It's not so far off really when you think about it, think about, I don't know how long you've been oh, really? skating for. I'm sure it's been a while, but like you're 38 yeah. now, it could have been 20 years ago when you started and who would have thunk 20 years later, you would still be doing this shit. You know? I know. Like when I had my ACL surgery, I honestly had thoughts like I'm done. Like this is it maybe I'll like skate around a little bit, you know? Um, and just to think since then, like everything has happened with mushroom blading and we've made like 
like 20 videos, you know, like it was at that point, it was just the beginning, you know? So I feel like at this point, it's just the beginning. Like, it sounds gonna, like you got some plans like that. You're like, it sounds like you got some secret plans. Do you want to share anything? Just to continue what I'm doing. Really? You know, like, um, and there's a lot of things I know that there's a lot of opportunities that aren't, I can't see them now. Things that are going to happen that right now I don't think are possible. You know, that's just the nature of life. You know, I'm just excited for life to unfold and I'm just confident in rollerblading. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the joy that you guys feel when you put your skates on, when you have a good session with friends, anyone can feel that joy. That joy is real. Like that joy, people want that in their life. You know what I mean? People. <laughs> That's real. People, people are like suffering yeah. out there. Okay. People, people are depressed. People are looking for things to make their life better. And rollerblading made my life better. It made, it made your guys' life better. Rollerblading makes me excited to fucking wake up tomorrow. I'm going to go skating tomorrow. I went skating today. I'm going to go skating tomorrow. And it's going to be like, what I don't about know. The day? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll take a day off. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like, and there, there are a lot of things out there that can do that for people. You know, skateboarding can do that for people mountain biking, biking, you know, yep. surfing, music, swimming, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. there's things that can, people can fall in love with and it can give their life like a, a purpose and they can be motivated to wake up every day to do that thing that they enjoy doing. And rollerblading is one of those things and rollerblading, man, there's like something really, really special about it. The, the feeling is I'm, yeah, I'm biased. I've, I've tried a lot of different things. You know, I've done some things. I've gone wakeboarding, okay? I've been pulled okay. by a boat, okay? Fair. And, <laughs> you know, I don't need a boat. I don't need like a string with like a handle. I can just put the things on and skate on the street. And yeah, I mean, the passion that I have, I feel like anyone can have. It's just a matter of the world kind of changing and becoming a place where it's accessible to kids. Um, skates are pretty hard to get right now still mm -hmm. in remote areas. Like I feel like shops are really necessary. People need yeah. to be able to try a pair of skates on to like for, for a kid getting into skating, they're just going to order something online based on like what it looks like. They're not going to try it on. That doesn't yeah. make sense to me. People need, need to shop. go into That's a shop. A, yeah. yeah. Go into a shop. It's like a pair of shoes. Like I like to go into shoe stores and the try on the shoes see what feels good run around the store a little bit you know in the shoe and see what what fits the best what feels the best and skates are so intimate like on your foot it's not like a skateboard that anyone can like go on a skateboard or even a bike skates are an intimate thing they need to fit right they need to feel right mm -hmm. so that's really important we need skates need to be in like i feel they need to be in big box stores yeah you know for people to properly get into it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to commit to like a, a four or $500 purchase without like trying it out. It's kind of like a gamble, you know? Yeah. And if you don't know, if you don't have experience in it, like it's, it's very unlikely that it'll really work out. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Like 
I watch, I've been watching Streets of Lagos like on repeat <laughs> since it came out. Uh, there's just something so incredibly inspiring about watching people in Nigeria yeah. Yeah. rollerblade. Like it's so pure, the, the way that, that they seem to experience it. They're, you know, they're kind of separate from the culture. They're kind of creating their own thing. And I don't know, there's just, you can see if those people can like feel the joy of skating in like really crummy on crummy ground and not even the best technology anyone can feel that yeah you know you, and it's gonna happen yeah you hit the nail on the head with that when i when i watched streets of lagos i was like when i commented actually i was like this reminds me of i feel like i'm watching the first hoax but like an african version of hoax because they were right. pretty much just finding themselves for the first time kind of like they they don't yeah. have much they're working with they have rec blades same thing like you said like just cruising in the streets, not even really necessarily jumping on rails, like jumping over stuff instead. And it reminded yeah. me of watching hoax for the first time. And that's what that showed to me. And it was inspirational and motivational in like a different way that we're not used to. Exactly. Yeah. It just, yeah. It, stuff like that is really refreshing to see yeah. just really innocent, naive take on it. Like just, on just the natural kind of like let's jump over a stick hold yeah. this stick up and <laughs> yeah. we're, we're gonna right. jump over it like that is just yeah. like so it's like it brought me back to the days that we used to go to taco time parking lot and just like time. in our tarmac ces and yeah. just like skate around and jump stuff and scrape our the edge of our skates against the curb and it's that innocence it's that childlike just exploration is mm -hmm. so cool to witness yeah, what is, he what captured is it? it really well. So shout out Dom West. And yeah, Dom, Dom West, man. Dom always Thank kills you it. But I was trying to think, what is it about that innocence that is so inspirational? Because I, uh, I mean, I got the same feeling too. I'm sure a lot of us do also. But like, I feel like that motivated me just as much as watching like someone like Fish's VOD for the first time. You know, like crazy yeah, tricks think, and hammers, I, and then seeing someone frontside yeah. for the first time or whatever. Like that's just as motivational to me. Like, what the hell? What is that? It brings you. It brings <laughs> you. For me, at least, like it brings you back to like that, that pure joy, like so discovering the first joy before the competitiveness, before like the mm. trying to live up to, it's just like the initial hook, the thing that made you yeah. fall in love with it. Right. Would you before say? the culture? Yeah. Yeah. Before even like flipping through a magazine or watching a video, mm. like all that stuff is great, but it almost like it influences you and it, it kind of, tells you like oh this is what's cool i need to do this or i need to dress like this or have these skates i need to look like that guy and there's joy in that i you know in idolizing right. peers but it changes the experience of skating because you have like a picture in your head that you're like trying to achieve and like yeah with streets of lagos it goes back to that original just pure joy mm -hmm. and that's like oh what can we what can i do with this mm -hmm. like it changes the way you see the world all of a sudden this shitty parking lot that people, you know, you would spit and drink in or whatever. It's like a playground. It's like a magical place. It becomes, it changes the way you see the world. So it's like a drug. My man, come here. Come say hi. That's incredible. I love this right now. This is Check this guy oh, out. No, no. Oh. <laughs> Billy will take care of that. We got a new guest on the show. I'm What's your name? I'm still working on my light. Oh, we got a bunch of them. What's everyone's name here? Who, who is this? This is Aubrey. This is Declan. Aubrey and Declan, what's going on? Hey, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a man of many words, I see. Love you guys. Sorry. Hey, this is Norman. 
I see Norman pop in your one a couple of your videos, I think. Yeah. He's new. He's a new addition. He's We've a new had one? him for a few months. Oh, there you go. Wait, did he oh you did your dishes too, I see. You yeah, you got me thinking about the the cup. I went up, I rinsed it out. <laughs> okay, there you go. Gotta so use you need the cup. That. You need to represent. Yeah, thank you, Austin, for okay. reminding me. Perfect. No, whatever I could represent. do to help. Whatever I could thank do to you. help. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um should we wow, maybe um, open up the questions soon? I, I, what are you thinking, Bill? I was about to say after that, because you just laid it down so hard with mm -hmm. um, some heavy truth that I, I think you articulated really well. We should open it up for, for guests. Um, I would do my spiel right now, but I'm going to just remind people that um, if you have questions in the live chat, please put them forward. As always, all the, um, the super chats, we give half to our guests. They can do what they wish with it. And um, the people who have questions with the super chats, we will prioritize those. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't yeah. think people understand no. maybe the like that we say they super chat, we prioritize them. Obviously, like you're generous enough to super chat, so we'll answer your questions first. But the super chats, like on our end, at least they pop to the front, so sure. they're easier for us to see and not get overlooked like other questions. So a lot of people ask Sweet. why their questions get skipped or something, but I'm just letting you know that that's the reason why. The super we do the best. The we do the best we can. Is yeah. the that's great. great. For, you know, we have a lot of super chats. By the way, we should shout out some people here real quick. Yeah. let me uh, pull this up because shit's going off right now. Todd, people love you. Did you know that people love you? Yeah, I love I your belief, man. <laughs> yeah, I, <know> <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love your confidence in the fact that, like, because I think throughout the years there's been a lot of you know people like losing faith and things like that but you seem devout i love it it's just yeah it's a matter of time i mean the it's funny that it's it, we, rollerblading was cursed for a long time by like fruit booter and like rollerblading is gay all that all that stuff rollerblading had a curse put on it and people would hear that word rollerblading and they would cringe they'd be like oh you you do that people still have that reaction because the curse was so strong. Yeah. Um, but it's, there's no basis in reality for that mentality. And, you know, it took a global pandemic for a lot of people to kind of shake out of their habitual thinking and the momentum that they were running on. And, and a lot of people said, wait a minute, like, there's nothing wrong with rollerblading. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some skates. You know, that, that shit looks fun yeah um and that's just the beginning of that curse just getting shaken off and like you know like i there's no reality in it so people are going to realize that and younger generations are going to realize that and really all it takes is for skates to be accessible to people and it's going to be like a huge it's going to be like riding a bike it's just going to be like a normal option for people I feel like so many people it's, haven't it's done it in so option. long. Yeah, so many people haven't done it in so long. Kind of like riding a bike. They forgot that. They're like, oh, it's actually, you know what? It is fun. I respect that now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when they discover how incredible certain people are at it and, and they see what's possible, I mean, a lot of those people are going to be like, whoa, I want to try that. Right? You know, um, not everybody. Some, a lot of people will just do it like they ride a bike. Not everyone's Matt Hoffman. Mm -hmm. people will just like be cruising down the street but you know a certain small percentage of people will be like i could i could do a 540 over a set of stairs let's let's do this you know mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, um, and it's really, it's like a, it's a percentage thing. Like it's always going to be like 90% rec skaters. And then the out, the outliers that are like pushing it and really want to like develop their skills, you know, and do something, but just do the math, you know, it's going to be like, yeah, there's no doubt. It's exciting. It's an exciting time. Very exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to being like an old fan, you know? (laughs) Yeah. What I always say is like, imagine being like a 50 year old guy, 60 year old guy, I'm walking down the street and you see like a gang of kids rollerblading, like hitting a handrail. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, like how exciting would that feel? Like to sit yeah, down and watch insane. a bunch of kids like session a rail and they don't, <laughs> they're just, they don't, you're just we're some so old grown. man, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. just sitting there and watching. Like, watch out old man. Yeah. yeah. Sick. Like, well, wait a minute. That's Billy O'Neill. <laughs> that uh, that would be sick, actually. It's gonna happen, man. Yeah, it will be sick. <laughs> um, yeah, let me give a shout out to our super chatters real quick. Obviously, Chad Hornish, obviously, first super chatter of, of the night. Um, Scotty Blades, uh, fellow Canadian, Barry Butler. We have Gian Scanella. What up, Gian? Um, scrolling down, scrolling down. D nine. I don't know who that is, but he's a big supporter of blading here. Let's go. I like Let's to hear go. that motivation. Oh, D9 also says, how about this? The bladers like me with careers outside skating pay the pro bladers who only want to skate. The bladers support the bladers. Guys, let's get these super chats going and pay the pros. I mean, that's, that's part of the way. It's kind of what we were talking about. There's, there's ways to make money out here for all, all these yeah, bladers. Yeah, we got some new ideas there too are. to help try to, yeah, that's cool. Uh, them goods also, thank you so much, John, Mr. Julio. Um, D nine also again, hashtag favor the pros hashtag fun blading. He's really trying to get it. Thank you so much. D nine, whoever you are, uh, Carlos Burton D nine again, Daniel D nine's going in and another one. Yo, D nine is going ding, off ding, right ding, now. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, boys. Uh, Bastion Kubrick. We have, I don't know how to say this. Havi 07. It says bless up heart. I thought Billy duo part three and the Blinos VOD. Oh, I bought. Billy's duo part three and Bellino's VOD this month. Support the homies. Brink soul skaters. So people are supporting. Out out. Brink. People is going in. <laughs> um, there's a lot of super chatters in here. Shred Major, thank you for the motivation to be creative, Todd. When approaching a new trick that is, wait. When approaching a new trick that is really foreign to rollerblading so far, what is the process like? He's asking you a question now. Yeah. What is the, yeah. Um, well, usually like you, you do something because you imagine it, right? And usually a certain object inspires a certain thing. Um, it's, a, it's like, oh, I could do this on this object. And oftentimes it's just combining ideas together, right? So um, that's, a, that does a, that's a really enjoyable thing is the mental aspect of it is like doing something that (laughs) I feel like I'm doing a terrible job of answering this, but it's a very difficult question, right? It really depends on, on the specific trick. Like I could, I could, I could describe a specific trick, how I approach it, but yeah, they're all different. Right. So having, keeping an open mind, allowing yourself to suck 
allowing yourself mm -hmm. to look silly, you know, is important. You're never going to do anything good if you can't start as an amateur, start as a beginner and allow yourself to like develop from there. So yeah, I think it's important to be willing to look silly. And then you might continue to look silly or you might, it might turn into something that's more refined. Who knows, but you'll never know if you don't start somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. So if you have an idea, even if it's like totally absurd, do it, see where it takes you. Yeah. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. Um, I also want to shout out uh, them goods for uh, shut down the podcast nine, right there. A hundred dollar uh, super chat. Wow. Wow. Um, Cheers. Yeah. Support the supporters right there. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Supporters Topher supporting Klimek. supporters, supporting the supporters right there. Yeah, just to keep we out here. We're representing, we're supporting. <laughs> I just want to let everyone know that all the contributions will go directly to the production of future videos. Currently, we're working very hard wow. on MB8, and that shit will be free on YouTube for everyone to enjoy. Okay, so things like coffee, gas, <laughs> camera equipment tapes we still use tapes how weird tapes. is that we film on like cassette tapes <laughs> it's not digital okay so we need to pay for tapes skate equipment wheels bearings um clothing I'll, i might purchase pants? some pants yes with <laughs> with the money um maybe some nice shirts wardrobe accessories um things like maybe some bracelets yeah skating is um, not just the skates in the wardrobe too power like bars outfit design red bulls you got to floss. You got to look good. Steak? Roll bedding is all steak? about looking good. Steak. Yeah. Yes. You got to have some steak. You got to have, you got to have, you got to have protein. Okay. A lot of eggs. Okay. These things cost money. People. So this is perfect. This is what all this stuff is going towards right now. Everyone seems to be very supportive also. Exactly. Um, I also want to was... shout out one more super chat. Yeah, go Ruben for Herrera. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to do too. Hasidic rollerblader from West Orange. So shout out to everyone supporting. We still got some coming in. Hey, what's and up, Ruben? Thanks for the support. There's been a deposit out, guys. MB8. Yep. So thank you everyone for your support. And uh, let's see, do we have a question? Look for a question. I'm, I'm going to get this other super um, chatters in it oh, too. Uh, Topher. Oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me just do Sorry. this. Hey, Topher <laughs> Klimek, uh, another super chat. Can't wait to see what's next. Uh, you already did the the them goods one. I can't read this yeah. name. It's um, some Asian lettering of some sort. It says, I love Canada. Hashtag yeah. pay for the pros and smash the like. Todd. Okay. Well, there's a question here. So we'll do this one. Then Bill, we'll go to yours. Yeah. That, that's kind of the question I was, okay, was so, going to go with. So, so yeah, it's, go um, it's, we got, we got to figure this out. We're 72 episodes in Austin. We're still trying to figure this out. We are. <laughs> I love it. Um, Todd, if Solomon made skates again, would you buy a pair? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, you know, no, I wouldn't. If you mean if they came back all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Yeah. First off, because Solomon is not Solomon anymore. They're, what do you mean? I mean, Solomon exists, but like they got bought out. Like their mm -hmm. shit is not as high quality as it used to be. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Solomon isn't Solomon. But like, yeah, if Solomon came back and they made the skate, You have a pair of Solomon's now, so, don't you? I do. Yeah, I do. And, um, but I'm so into my thems right now uh, that really like, I don't think Solomon's are that much better. 
I think them's with intuition liners, like, come on, man, you can't fuck with that. I like that you mentioned that. And, and John, John also mentioned it yesterday too. And I wanted to say something, but we got like sidetracked. But when people ask me what I think about like thems, I compare them to Solomon's a lot because when you break them in, they feel like the closest thing that I have felt to uh, not, I'm not going to say specifically Solomon's, but a Solomon type of skate because the groove and the soul plate are so close to the boot, but it still is a soul plate. So it does slide faster than the regular shells used to on like Dirks or Solomon's or something like that. But you just pretty much kind of made the, the reference of a Solomon and now you feel the, the them so much that you don't even want to skate the Solomons anymore. So it's pretty, pretty yeah. similar kind of what John John was saying yesterday also too about Solomons being one of his favorite, but he also likes thems a lot too. And that's cool that other people are making that relation too because that's how I always felt about the, the thems. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I did actually skate my Solomons with an intuition liner. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they feel, honestly, the, the thems, they feel better, way better than my Solomons. Mm-hmm. which is quite That's an accomplishment. Class. Yeah, that it is. That's quite a shout out for them. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because they just donated $100. <laughs> it is the truth. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're broken in, and I can honestly say they're one of my favorite pairs of skates that I've ever skated. Like, mm-hmm. they are so comfortable. They're, they flex so perfectly. Um, 100% they're like my favorite skate in a long time so yeah that's right no, shout out no, I wouldn't buy Solomon's <laughs> <laughs> shout I'm over out that shit yeah. see I saw okay what happened was program came out and there was that section with Nemo skating the Solomon's mm-hmm. and he made them look dope and I was like damn I gotta get back on my Solomon's because they I, I grew up skating Solomon's so blame Andrew Nemirovsky for that <laughs> whole thing <laughs> shout out nemo <laughs> uh um, do you have a question lined up bill we yes um matthew rice says can you talk about that forward seven over the fence whenever people bad mouth mushroom blading i send them that clip because it's insane and was so laced yeah man oh beautiful beautiful day i was filming imagine blade chun with dustin and we were skating a lot in vancouver and i had seen that that gap is just incredible. Um, the launch is perfect. The landing is like ideal. And I thought in my head, like, yeah, I could probably 540. And I called up Dustin and I said, meet me at this park early in the morning. It was like eight, seven or eight. And I had it in my head that I was going to 540 this park. And I was watching Kill Bill the night before, <laughs> Kill Bill Volume 1. And I was sitting there and my feet were sweating. And I was just visualizing 540 this this gap. And for some reason, I was just extremely confident that I was going to lace it first try. And we went there and I straight gapped it first and it felt incredible. Like it's huge. It's very scary, but the landing is like no impact. It was like, a, I felt like I was doing skiing gap cause it was such a, such a nice downhill landing. And I straight gapped it. I was like, that is incredible. It was huge. Like I felt like I was in the air forever, but then I just like coasted into this perfect landing. And then I, and then I 540'd it. I laced the five and then I hadn't planned on it. And I was just like, dude, I think I can seven this. And 
I fucking seven at first try. <laughs> oh first man, try? it was just yeah. Oh, first try. It was, it was like straight out five forty seven twenty. First try, all three of those tricks. It was just like Blade well, God was on my side. It was just, uh, it was just perfection. What video is this in? A fellow Canadian. Uh, imagine Blade Shin. Imagine Blade Shin. Yeah. Okay, I gotta, I gotta watch that after this because I, I want to know what you're talking about. I can't think of the trick right now. Yeah, it's a good video uh, by Dustin. Uh, it was me, Dustin, Leon Basson, Matt Ledoux. Um, really cool video. Yeah. Nice. That's a lot of good people too. Cover the whole. Yeah. The whole spectrum of Canada right there. Yeah, heavy um, hitters. Yeah, definitely heavy hitters. Uh, <laughs> Hitted Wet asks, Todd, do you have any interest in traveling to a major skate event? BPSO, Blade Cup, Winter Clash, for example? Dude, it's funny because at the beginning of the year, I was having a conversation with my wife and, and, and we're like, yeah, let's go, to, let's go to some events this year. Let's do it. We're doing it. We're 100% doing it. I, I was going to go to Edmonton. And they had they have an event called Tredmonton, which is a qualifier for Blading Cup. And I was like, "Fuck, it, I'm gonna fly to Edmonton, I'm gonna qualify, and then we're going to Santa Ana, California. I'm gonna skate in Blading Cup this year. We're doing it, 2020." And then womp, womp. global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So 2020 was supposed to be the year. It was supposed to be my year. Were you not doing that because of the family and shit? I guess. Um, you mean previously? Yeah, yeah, the last couple of years, I guess. Yeah, I'm a busy man. Okay, like for me to like <laughs> travel, that's that's crazy. You know, I got the family, I got the full time job, and and like I feel like I'm so fulfilled in skating just from from here. I feel like I can do so much just in my little town in Canada that like traveling for me doesn't feel super necessary. It would be a luxury, you know. It'd be fun. It would be fun to go see people and hang out, but it doesn't feel like I need to do it. Like, I feel like my role in skating is to, like, represent the kids in the little small towns that don't have access to, like, I don't know, they don't, they're not in a big city. They don't have a lot of people to skate with. They don't have amazing spots. Um, but they have potential, just like I do. You know, I, that's it's almost like how I like to think of our role in skating is to inspire those people. So traveling is, like, it would be fun. I'd love to do it, but it's not like my calling, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a, I like to skate my shitty spots. I like, I like that. Time. You just yeah, want to like skate on your lunch you, like, breaks. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like that you consciously like take on that role and like, um, and like do that consciously. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, we have a, a bunch of questions here. So we're going to try to get to as many of these as we can. <laughs> Um, Mike Torres asked, uh, I think we've, we, we went through this, Mike, he asked about um, what's it like to see the mushroom style of skating uh, enter the, the bigger thing. So I think we kind of went through that. So we yeah, for sure. get to the next, but I'm um, going to pay attention Torres. My forbearance <laughs> said, what's up with Mason? Can you tell us about him and how you got <laughs> to know him, how his skating affected you and Joey both? And where is he now? Uh, I love his skating. That's from my forbearance. Yeah, Mason was incredible. Um, if you if you watch some of our older videos, Cirque du Soleil, he was the ninja guy. He had the ninja section in Cirque du Soleil. Um, better than baseball, he had a lot of footage. Um, when we were filming Mushroom Blading 1, we invited him out skating like a lot. Um, he was not into like the idea for the video. He, 
oftentimes like we'd be like come out to this spot come skate with us and and he would go to a different spot and <laughs> skate somewhere else um so like yeah um mason yeah i don't i'm not really homies with mason anymore i i used to live with him and stuff used to be we used to be tight really tight i loved skating with him he was so talented man so talented um but he uh yeah i'm not the only one a lot of a lot of people like don't don't want mason around but i hope i okay. hope him the best i wish him the best we 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 could you know we yeah. could just segue to another one and wish him the best on <laughs> respect that, one. that answer um, mason i love you i hope you're doing well this is a good one from Miguel. Uh, he said, uh, Miguel Ramos says, Todd, you're skating rules. Thank you wow, for the joy. Miguel, thank you. Um, thanks for not caring about the opinions of the haters. What do you think of how diverse skating styles and approaches are these days? Man, it's, it's exciting. I love seeing all the directions that skating is being taken. It's beautiful. It's what I always envisioned. There's a scene in Mushroom Blading 1 at the end, like me and Joey went out skating, but it was too cold to skate. So we just went and had beers and we recorded it. And uh, I was saying, I can't wait till I'm like 40 and people are just doing the weirdest shit. And that's exactly what's happening is people are, you know, doing incredible things on big wheels, incredible things on aggressive skates, um, on all sorts of different objects. It's good to see. And I, I, I'm excited to, watch it continue to expand i could yeah. agree with that too i can't um That's look forward answer. to see all the all the all the different avenues of skating come to come to life in the future yeah um time. yeah we have uh damn i just had a, a question and i lost oh yeah this is a funny one um <laughs> matthew rice also asked was rollingson right can you only skate as good as you look also, can we get more ninjas sprinting through field cutaways in, in Mushroom Blading 8? <laughs> was Rawlinson right? What do you think? Rawlinson was right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can only skate as good as you look. It's true. Rollblading is all about looking good. You got to have the yeah. right pants. You got to have, have the have right a gold tan. Chain. You got to have the chain. You got to have a nice <laughs> Clean pair of socks. Skates. Clean mm -hmm. socks. You know, definitely. Rawlinson was right. For Mushroom Blading 8, there won't be any ninjas running through fields. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there'll be, there'll be um, new surprises, I promise. You won't be disappointed. Awesome. Um, Brando Zando says, you were saying part of your process is throwing paint at the wall. How often do you get an idea for a trick or a line that seems cool in your head, and then you try it, and it is just not working or just not worth filming? All the time all the time <laughs> i have like notebooks and no of trick ideas and it's funny when you're off your skates things seem so easy like when I, I always have ideas like yeah i could do that i could do this thing and then it's like i put my skates on i'm like whoa that is really really ambitious mm -hmm. i don't <laughs> i hate that feeling i don't think and it happens to me all the time mm -hmm. same <laughs> with me yeah. yeah i definitely relate to that it's kind of like a, a, a like a, a shot of your ego when that happens every time. Oh yeah. <laughs> the problem is people make skating look way too easy. Like I watch skating, I'm like, yeah, I could I could do that. I could do that. Like I don't know. Yeah, people make it look so easy, and then you you try these things, and it's not that easy. That is the problem with skating. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we should we should do like one or two more, Austin. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, that um, works for me. I got one lined up right here from Mike McFly. He said, "What's the biggest slash craziest trick you have ever done?" Um, I think uh, I one eighty this double set in Vancouver, the GM double set, and there was a, there were a number of Vancouver skaters that had tried it, but nobody had landed it. And I landed that. Mm -hmm. I was the first one to land that gap. So that one was pretty legendary just because a lot of people tried it and it was like this untouchable set in Vancouver. Um, so landing it and I actually did it in murder blocks. When I landed, <laughs> like I, I felt oh. my murder blocks like scrape against the brick landing. Oh but somehow I, I landed it. It's the first trick in okay, buddy, fuck whatever. No, seriously though, how to be unpopular. And uh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty incredible. He did the biggest gap oh, in Vancouver oh. with murder blocks. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Probably like it's 55 okay. on the outside and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Worn to shit. Yeah. But What's the name of it called? Yeah, okay, buddy, out. what? The video was, the full name was called Okay, buddy, fuck whatever. No, seriously, though, how to be unpopular. The shortened version, I think, was Okay, buddy. <laughs> that was that like our, our kind of teenage... Um, video with a lot of partying a lot of drinking and antics you know it was that kind of video every time you name a video it's always like something ridiculous <laughs> it's a little insight to what a, to expect yeah i think that's a canadian thing like you look at danny beer's videos and it's like calls from the bank yeah <laughs> yeah they don't make sense at first <laughs> it's like what is that um be quick before we sign off um aaron schultz we got a super chat from Good old Aaron Schultz says, hope to see a lot of y'all at what year is that at Schmitty's Ramping Camp this weekend. Hashtag White Rabbit Skate Team. Thanks for the super chat, Aaron. Unfortunately, we won't be there, but have fun. Represent for us. And yeah, represent. enjoy. Support. Be safe. Yeah. Socially distance. Socially distance. Yeah, everyone's got to be, be six feet from each other. Respect speak dryly. Yep. Don't spit when you speak. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> um i did you want to do another one or no i think we could call it there and i would just say uh yeah. you know uh, todd thank you for joining the podcast if you have any imparting words you said so many really cool in-depth uh the things to think about and uh i like your confidence i like your energy in this direction and obviously your commitment to everything for so long but do you have any imparting words for people who may be watching or members of the community well yeah first i just want to thank you guys this was a blast and uh, I enjoyed it very much. I love what you guys are doing. Keep doing it. I listen to pretty much every episode. Hearing people express themselves and talk about their experiences rollerblading is super inspiring. And I just want to shout out like Dustin Latimer. You are just amazing. And uh, we out here, we doing it. Keep supporting, keep representing. Motherfucking Brian Shima, okay? Brian Shima. Seriously. <laughs> Moment of silence. That was so <laughs> rad. Just, just oh, this yeah. is Brian Shima. <laughs> Dust ladder, Brian Shima. Hit him with it. Todd, um, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming on. This man. is awesome. Thank you so much. Love you guys. I hope to skate together soon one day. Maybe uh hell yeah. Maybe when fun. when the board is opened up and shit, we could be here. I was fun. honestly thinking about coming to Boshi Pope. I swear to God. That was on the list. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to Boshi Pope. Next year. I next swear. year. Next year. I want to come to New York so bad. You next year we'll get you a hood pass. We'll bring you to 181st and, and we'll be good to go. 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Thanks everyone, for watching. We'll see you guys all in the next one. Peace. Peace.